<laughs> I'm just <laughs> waiting on you to ruin it. <laughs> this is the absurd journey of three church planners reintroducing familiar ideas in unfamiliar ways. This is the Bless Up Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is episode eight of the Bless Up Podcast. I'm Rachel. I'm here with Corey and James. And this week we are discussing uh, something that I never thought that I would be discussing. I never thought that an adjective I used to describe the word church would be Facebook, but here we are. So we are talking about Facebook church today. So um, I just want to start off by asking you to you two um, lead pastors at your churches, how on earth did you feel about going to Facebook church? And and what even went through your head when you started doing that? I mean, I'm glad it's not MySpace church. There, <laughs> there would only be eight, it would be, it would be in your eight people, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, what was well, seven, it? really, because of Tom. Top eight. Top eight. That's what I was trying Tom, to think of what yeah, it was. The top eight. I'm glad it's not MySpace. Top eight, bro. I had a shirt back in... Back in the 2000s when I got saved that said, uh, Jesus died for my space in oh, heaven. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say Jesus is in my top eight. <laughs> that would that would have been doper. That's when I first got saved. Praise God. I was wearing that in the hood. Praise God. You know what's wild? You know what's wild? There's somebody listening to this right now that doesn't know what my space is. Oh, I, I actually think that there's a good amount of people <laughs> listening to this right now that never had a MySpace. I never had a MySpace. Or don't know, like, oh, my God. God, I was popping in BHS. You had to have MySpace. Hey, man. Your MySpace page. It was all about who was in your top eight. And that joint would change daily. Oh, yeah. It depends on who you're mad at. Daily. I never had a MySpace, but I had a Zanga. Did you have a Zanga? Oh, Zanga. <laughs> Zanga. <laughs> I remember, oh, I, just aged I, remember I remember in college <laughs> I remember in college me and my roommates did a did a Google search one time and we went back and found our old Zangas so we could read our our sophomore year problems oh like oh yikes All right hold on what what was your AIM handle <laughs> what, what, was your, what was your AIM handle mine mine was Miss Rach 09er oh, 09er oh, 09er I put an ER on the was end it of it 09ER Yeah because in the movie Super Troopers. <laughs> That's tough. Miss? Yeah. Miss Rach. Miss Rach O'Niner. <laughs> Do you believe in magic? <laughs> 32. No! Get down with the magic, baby! <laughs> you That's believe amazing! In magic. Um, yeah, mine was... Uh, my. <laughs> Mine was N Dub's one and only with uh, an N Dub instead of N W, a Z. Uh, I knew you had that Z. I knew then, you were gonna say uh, that. And then the alternating uppercase and lowercase oh. uh, in there as well because that was hot. You were one of those. My, mine was, I absolutely yeah. was. I absolutely was. Mine had proper capital letters in mine because I, I didn't like that. Yeah. What what type of uh, away message uh, user were you? Were you the person that actually updated on your on your awayness, or were you the person with an inspirational quote or song lyrics, or were you the person that like made a joke of everything? I was absolutely the quote and song lyrics, mm. hands down. And I had a little segment that I changed every day in my in my bio that was uh, Rachel's random thought of the day, and I would and I would change that. So cool. <laughs> so cool. AIM, RIP. 
Facebook. Facebook church. church. Back, back to oh, the yeah. topic. <laughs> back to the topic. Church. Yeah. Uh, I remember March 8th vividly. Like, I remember it vividly. That was the last Sunday we gathered together mm-hmm. as a community. And we had heard a little bit about coronavirus. But at that time, I thought, I was like, well, this is like Ebola. It's not about to hit our shores. And I remember, like, Pastor Marshall preached. It was awesome. We had a great Sunday. Yeah, it was a beautiful time. And I remember, like, later, late into that week, like, stuff just kind of getting a little more, like, surreal. Then I remember that Saturday, we just had, like, this emergency meeting because we had to, like, stop gathering. And we figured it would be for like two or three weeks. So yeah. we said, Do you like, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I remember saying it too. Like, we're going to temporarily suspend services for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember we said, okay, so this is our plan for when we come back in three weeks and this will be fine. But until then, we're going to go live on Facebook. We're going to mm-hmm. do Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. And Steve, God bless him, our worship and everything else person. Yep. Everybody needs a utility knife. Hey, man, Steve, sixth man of the year. Amen. But Steve just like, he was like, yo, he's like, we're going to go on Facebook Live. He's like, and this is what we're going to do. And I remember I wasn't preaching that week. Leah was. So Leah preached. And then I was up the next week. And I just remember like, yeah, how horribly unnatural it felt. Yeah. Like how exponentially terrible it felt. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't articulate in the words, like how bad it felt, but there we were. And I kept saying in my head, well, maybe we'll be back by Easter. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting on my couch and preaching Easter Sunday. Cause that was during the time where it was like, yeah, don't go anywhere. Like mm-hmm. don't leave the house at all. Yeah. It was stay at home. And mm-hmm. yeah, just Facebook church, Yeah, man. I I remember so um this is when this is when we still we talk about it like it was so long ago that's why oh my gosh that's what this year's done to us but this is when uh, I worked I worked at the university up the road and I remember it was spring break so there were no students on campus and uh me and JD get called into the office neither one of us had intended to go in at all that week cuz it was spring break there's no students on campus like i'm just it's just dead um and and so we get called into the office so we knew it had to be you know something serious and they talked about not bringing students back on campus and JD and I both being both having employment at the university and at the church, both immediately like sorry, sorry to 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 Linda uh, if you're listening to this. I, I I apologize that our heads weren't weren't in the office at that point. But we both look at each other and immediately start thinking like, oh, what does this mean for the church? And like, what does this mean for like gatherings? And I remember I remember immediately after that meeting going in JD's office and and thinking about like all right like let's get let's get in front of this like both of us were kind of like let's get on the solutions end let's not dwell you know too much in like the the chaos of the moment although we did take a moment to find beauty uh, in the irony that churches would now be forced to use something that they used so poorly prior to the pandemic like you ever you ever like see like a church's website or social media page like oh my goodness we're so bad at it uh in comparison to the to everybody else and so 
Um, so we did take a moment to laugh about that, but then we immediately jumped into like, all right, so what can we do? What do we, you know, what do we create, innovate, whatever to, to get on, uh, the front end of this, to get on the solutions end of this. And, you know, it was, it was coming up with a system of recording, um, services and just publishing them on Facebook live and other platforms on, on Sunday mornings. And that it, it felt weird, but it all felt like so temporary, um, that you kind of, you kind of push through it and there were pros and cons for sure. Like I remember, I remember being skeptical at first of like, man, are people even going to like pay attention to this? They just going to take three weeks off church real quick, you know? But then like people really engaged, you know, like people were on the Facebook lives, like they're commenting in the comment section. Like it's, you know, it's, it's going up and it actually like for a, for a brief moment, I don't know if you felt this way, but for a brief moment, it was actually kind of cool. And people were like trying to be optimistic and find the bright side about like, you know, like, uh, you know, it, it, this isn't that bad. Like, it's a cool, fun, temporary solution. Um, and then, you know, and then and then it hit. And then it's January 2021. And we're still, and we're still doing it. Yeah, we're still doing it. Yeah. Um. So before we hit record today, uh, James was educating all of us because he's done a lot of really cool reading about this. And so, um, James, can you just share with us um, some of the things you've been reading about about the trends in church right now? Um, summarize for for us um, what it is that you've been reading about how how Facebook church and and this move that's happened in twenty twenty is is going to impact the church in the long run yeah man where are we going bro yeah i don't know but <laughs> yeah so i think the idea of like us having the scriptures in our hands us having bibles and god's word so readily accessible is like a beautiful thing but it wasn't a reality before like the 16th century so before the printing press it wasn't a reality right and with the printing press it came alongside of what's called the Protestant Reformation. So when Martin Luther, like, got back in touch with the heart of the scriptures and the thrust of it, and he went to Wittenberg Castle, and he nailed the 95 theses on the wall, which is interesting because he said 95 times, basically, like, salvation comes through grace through faith. It, dopely, but, yeah. So he does that, and that, like, changes the very landscape of Christianity. So now there's like Catholicism, there's the Eastern Orthodox Church, and now there's like this Protestant Reformation that's going to spring off in a whole bunch of different directions. A lot of guys right now, like principally Reggie McNeil, are doing a lot of work on what they're calling post-congregationalism. And the idea of post-congregationalism is the idea that because of COVID, there is a new revolution that's happening that's similar to like the printing press. Mm -hmm which is like this advent of social media. And because of COVID, like social media is causing a situation where like everyone for a year has not gone to the Sunday morning gathering uh -huh. in like regular ways that they would. So because of that, as we come out of it, the reality is people have seen and felt, hey, like I can be a part of a community without going. 
So this idea of post-congregationalism says that, like, this trend is going to cause, like, the body of Christ in America specifically to look for other ways to find family than a traditional Sunday morning congregation. So the post-congregationalism is, like, whether it's online or whether it's in other venues, this idea that family, the family that most of us have, like, found our whole lives on Sunday morning, in a church is now going to be pushed to other spaces because people have seen that you can find this family in other ways than the mm-hmm. Sunday morning gather. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And what's interesting about it for me, like as a, as a pastor, like someone who like has studied and spent a whole lot of time, like thinking about the church and working in the church, what's like, What's wild to me is, like, I can see it, but I can't. Like, I can see it, but I can't. Like, I can see how people would feel that, like, family can be found in, like, other places. And because they've seen it, like, they've seen it and experienced it now. But I I don't know if I have an imagination quite yet for what it would look like. Something interesting and disheartening that I've seen through Facebook church is um, what I refer to as timeline preachers. And it's, uh, it's the people who drop their words in the catchiest way possible on your timeline. And it gets tons of shares. It gets tons of likes. It gets tons of view- views. We will never, we'll ignore the fact that you only have to view a video for three seconds for Facebook and Instagram to count it as a view. Um, but we'll, Don't pop our bubble we'll, like that. We'll ignore that. We'll Come ignore on that. now. You know, um, you know how preachers like to inflate numbers. Don't, don't hurt us like that. Sorry. Our reach right now is a million people, Rachel. Don't, don't. Three seconds. Facebook three seconds. Helping. Listen, if I, if, I, if I share something onto my, onto my story and somebody's just clicking through it, that just counted as a view. They probably didn't hear your words, uh, um, but the timeline preachers, the timeline. Pre- so it's it's the people with the best equipment, the best lighting, the catchiest sound bites. Um, that's where so many people are getting their church right now. They're getting their sermon from somebody who doesn't know them. They're getting they're getting their message and their scripture from somebody who has never interacted with them a day in their life. But that's their that's their church right now. So let's talk about this. Um, good or bad? Good or bad? Is there an answer, good or bad? Maybe it's both. Because on one hand, you're hearing the word of God. You're being pointed to scripture. Maybe they, in that soundbite, they might have referenced a passage. Um, but so much, so much of our timeline preachers are people that we have never met. <coughs> You know, they're, they're delivering a word of hope. They're delivering the word of God. You're hearing about Jesus, but it's rarely being contextualized, and you're not hearing it in community, so there's no accountability for whether or not you're living that out. Okay. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off of, off of what you're saying by, by saying I also, like, let me just, I don't even know if I agree with what I'm about to say. I'm just going to say it out loud and we're going to see how it sounds. Um, first of all, let me, just, let me just speak really plainly and really honestly. I mean, I think you can probably make this assumption, but let me say it clearly and on the record. Um, 
just being completely honest and also I'll throw in the classic disclaimer of like my views don't necessarily reflect the views of everybody on this show <laughs> uh, nor do they reflect the views of everyone at my church but you hate Facebook church cool me too bro like let's just let's just start let's just start by like getting that out there um, like I know I know this is not your preferred method of Sunday morning I understand that um, it's not mine either. And so, like, I can't, I can't, I can't keep going without like acknowledging, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And in all ways that you might think that I find it acceptable, like I don't. It's tough for us too, and it really is an effort every single week to do it. For all the ways that you don't speak publicly, I don't speak on camera uh, or even doing this audio. Like my wife and my brother had to make me do this. So like, I, I, what do you want me to do? True. Um, so, so, so I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'll also say that I'm not going to act like we haven't seen God use it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to yeah. act like we haven't. I have had, I have had people, uh, I've had people, in my life who don't know Jesus um, reach out to me because they saw a video of me preaching on Facebook and they watched it and they text me saying today's mm -hmm. the, you know, the first time I went to church um, in a long time or something you said caught my attention and it's really interesting. I want to talk to you about that. And I have I have genuinely like like I know because we're not all together, we don't get to see everybody doesn't get to see those stories and we don't get to like celebrate that stuff together. But there have genuinely been monthly several stories of people who either don't know are far away or are questioning Jesus that have reached out because of something they saw from us on social media and wanted to process things further. We legitimately have had people who have reached out to us to, um, to receive or process Jesus for the first time ever mm -hmm. because of stuff that they've seen on social media. So I cannot act like the God that I serve with my whole life is not big enough to use a method that can be so irritating to me. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. God has absolutely, absolutely used it. On the other side, <laughs> <laughs> on the other side, um, I think there's also danger in what we're doing. I think that in a lot of ways, here, here's my fear. I'll, I'll share it that way. My, my fear with all of this is that what we're doing by continuously um, putting effort into and pushing people towards and clinging tightly to a pre-recorded or live recorded, I don't know, um, service on Sunday morning that airs on social media or some other platform you created, what we're doing by hanging on to those things is hanging on to an old era that God is trying to push us past. Yeah, that's good. Don't receive that as a prophetic word unless it hits right with your spirit. I'm just saying that's my fear, right? What if when God brought the flood, the people on the boat were like, man, I can't wait to get back to normal. My brother, I don't think there's a flood that just covered the world. I don't 
think there is going back to normal. And if there was a normal that God wanted you to return to, I don't think he would have flooded the earth. You feel me? Like, I'm not, you know, like, let, let's be careful comparing COVID to a God ordained. Like, like, I'm not do not don't read too deeply into that. But I'm just saying, I think if there was a normal that God wanted us to return to, perhaps it wouldn't feel as if he's pushing us past that. That's good. So my question then becomes, um, how, how then do my expectations need to be transformed? I think I, I delight in the fact that people would come to our Sunday morning services and expect to see God move. That's a win. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to like throw that away. It is a win that people would come to our Sunday morning services to sing and to listen to preaching, to participate in community, to pray with one another, and to see people praising a, a, a God, the only God, the only, the only being that can unite us all. I love that People come to do that and in that expect to see and feel God move. That is wonderful. But my fear is that it, it had become the only way or only time we expected to see God move. That we didn't also expect that God could move equally so in our office place or equally so in our living room, more specifically, the way that he could when we're all gathered on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um and now that that's taken away, we're not expecting to see God move in a way that maybe we haven't experienced before. Or maybe we're not used to experiencing. And so we're trying to recreate or hold on to the last elements of the last time we saw God move when actually God's over here like, yo, I've been moving over here. I'm actually trying to get you to catch up to me. Mm-hmm. You see you see what I'm saying? I know it's a lot. So like let me let, I've been talking for a minute. Let me back up from the mic. But I mean that that's 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 my fear. That's my concern. That's the tension that I'm living in right now. Yeah, and I would first off, that's a big word. I hope you I hope you took that as prophetic. I'm just spooky. <laughs> I'm just spooky enough to say things like that. So mm-hmm. to whoever's listening, I I hope you rewind back and listen to that again. That's a big word. I didn't want to ruin a podcast, but I have this I have this app that gives preacher chords. <laughs> I didn't want to put the the organ chords in there. Season two, we you gotta know, start doing sound yeah, bites. Season yeah. two, we're doing sound bites. Yeah, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to hit the hit the chords. But <laughs> Did almost, you just, oh, please, please go. I, I mean, I just, I just almost just, I just almost started hitting the. Let me turn it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I almost had to hit those preacher chords. I on. said, "Do you think he would have flooded the earth <laughs> if he wanted you to go back?" <laughs> you know, I almost did those chords. So, first off, I think that's there. But secondly, the reality is, like, I think it. I think it comes down to like perspective. Really, I think it really comes down to perspective. Like, what do you see the church as? Like, mm. what do you view the church yep. as? Yep. yep, talk about it. Like, is it a 90-minute exercise by which you come to trade hive dollars for religious thoughts? Or is it like being a part of the the body of Christ? Come on. Like, what's dope about the resurrection and ascension of Jesus is the resurrection of Jesus is a bodily resurrection. Yep. Like, his body raised from the dead. And his ascension was a bodily ascension. And with his ascension being bodily, that means that, like, he didn't leave anything here. Mm-hmm. As humans, like, what happens to us when we die is, like, our spirits to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. 
go to where the Lord is at, and our bodies descend into the dust. The tragedy of the fall, that our being is ripped apart and split apart. The joy of the resurrection is the hope that one day, like, we will be as we were meant to be. We will be fully human again, and we will raise again and share in the resurrection of Jesus. But what's dope about Jesus is, like, there's no body left here but the church. The church is the body of Christ that's left here that is given life and animated by the Holy Spirit. The church of Jesus Christ is so much more than a 90-minute exercise in a geographical location. Mm-hmm. Like the church is not a geographical location. Right. It's an identity. It's an identity of people. When the Holy Spirit animates us and brings us to life in a community, and we thereby breathe life back into that community for the sake of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. I, yeah, I could just talk about this for five hours. Like, I think it comes down to what is the church for us? Because the reality is, like, we all have 2020 fatigue. Man. We all we all have. I don't want to do a Zoom call again either, man. I don't either. I don't want to look at a screen. I don't want to look at a Zoom call. But the reality is, like, whatever plan your church has chosen, they're doing their best, man. Yeah. This is yeah. a global pandemic. Yeah. Like, give your church some grace. grace. There are extenuating circumstances in every community right now mm-hmm. that, like, the normal person in the church doesn't know about. Yeah. That even staff teams don't know about. So first, I would say, like, give your church some grace. You hate Facebook church. Everybody hates Facebook church. <laughs> like the person preaching doesn't want to preach on Facebook. We don't want to preach to a camera. Nobody wants to sing on Facebook. Like nobody wants to do that. And Lord willing, we'll get back to, as Corey said, some form of that. Because there's forms of it that we need to leave dead in the ground. Amen. There's forms of it that need to get COVID <laughs> induced. Like flat out. But like Lord willing, like we will get back to that. Like, we'll get back to singing together. We'll get back mm-hmm. to taking communion and remembering Jesus together. That's That, for me, is I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm, like, back in our community yeah. and we can break bread together. Like, yeah. I'm going to be beside myself. Like, yeah. But the reality is every church is, like, trying to figure it out. Like, they're trying to figure it out. And I would say, lastly, like, and, yeah, and, Rach, you got to break this down way more, but, like, the per, the perspective of our hearts, yeah, like where our hearts are pointed, I think is 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 really important. Yeah, I mean, we all hate we all hate Facebook Church, but when you are on the consuming end, when you are on the end of the viewer, you're not the person having to preach, you're not the person having to sing, you're not the person doing announcements, mix whatever it is. When you are not that person, when you are the person entering in to, uh, quote, attend church. Um, It's not about the form in which you are taking church in. It's about the posture of your heart as you're entering in. Because at the end of the day, if you are attending church with a consumer mentality, it doesn't matter if you're in a building, if you're on Facebook, if you're on IGTV, if you're on some streaming platform, like it does not matter where you are getting your fill of church. It's the posture of your heart that matters. If you're entering in with the posture of consuming, 
and just taking things in and not truly engaging, you can sit for 20 minutes or 90 minutes. It doesn't matter if it didn't affect your heart and you are not going in looking for the Holy Spirit's movement and looking for the transformative word of God, then all you're going to do is enter that, uh, enter that with a posture of consuming and you're going to leave that the same person that you entered in. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing anything with the other 23 hours of your day and the other six days of your week, then of course you're left unsatisfied from whatever social media or, or internet streaming church service you just attended. Of course you're left unsatisfied. Of course you're left wanting more. What was your, what was your church service about last Sunday? What was the service about that you listened to last because if you can't tell me what the sermon was about, then that tells me that it did not touch your heart. And I am personally of the camp that you can learn from every single person you sit before. No doubt. Whether or not you <clears throat> theologically agree with every single thing that person believes doesn't matter. You can take something away from every single person that you encounter. There is a lesson to be taught from every person that you sit before. And it and if you are entering with nothing more than the posture of a consumer, then you might as well do something else with your time because you just wasted your time. We have to enter in with a posture that is looking for Jesus. We have and we have to enter in with a posture that is willing to do more. During during the pandemic, what that willingness is might look a little bit different. Are you willing to are you willing to sit next to your computer with your notebook open so that you take notes and put all your apps on do not disturb? Are you willing to let yourself be annoyed by your children running around and hit pause on the live or whatever so that you can explain to your kid what uh, what is happening? Because I know Kaylee has asked me some wild questions when I didn't even know she was listening. It's crazy the things my kids have asked because of what they've heard streaming. Makes me max. I'm like, you don't listen to daddy in person. Why you listen to daddy <laughs> on a screen? Yeah, honestly, they get they get really excited when it's Uncle James. It's usually is that yeah. Uncle James? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My girls. But for real, I mean, it's it's all about the posture of your heart and how it is that you're entering into that situation. You know, it was wild. Earlier this week, the inauguration happened, and my nana called me the night before, and she called me, and as her tradition is, she started singing, and after she started singing. She said, she calls me two. My dad is James two. So she's, he's James one. I'm James two. So she calls me two. So she goes, two. She goes, I want you to be careful out there this week. She goes, remember, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord repay him for his works. And in my heart, I was like, er, I will never do that out loud to my nana. She's <laughs> the woman of God. And a rough rider. So I was like, nah, I'm not going to say that. But <laughs> I was like, word, Alexander the coppersmith, huh? And she's like, never forget I lived through the 60s. She's like, these folks have done a lot of bad things to me. They've done a lot of bad things to us. Watch yourself on this day. And I was like, 
I was like, Alexander the coppersmith has done me much evil. But then it hit that she was talking about being black and being a woman and growing up in the 40s and 50s mm-hmm. and 60s and all that she had seen and all that she had been a part of. And the reality for me in that moment hit, and I was like, man, like, thank you for that word. Thank you for that advice. Thank you for, yeah, thank you for loving me. I told her, like, as soon as it hit me, I was like, man, like, thank you for loving me. And thank you for, like, speaking that word into me. I was like, I will watch myself. And I was like, I will, like, be conscious. Like, thank you. The reality is when it when it comes to church, like, it's either us being contributors or us being consumers. And as consumers, you are going to criticize. Like, if you're a consumer, your base posture and base function is going to be one of criticism, and not constructive criticism. Criticism for the sake of criticism. But if you're a contributor and you're one who wants to seek a solution then your base is activism and your base is trying to figure out what it means to come to a collective solution. Yo, man, like we have enough enemies outside of the church. Come on. Yeah. Like my Nana said it, man, Alexander the coppersmith and done much evil. Like the Lord repaying for his work. Like as a nearly 80 year old black woman, like she views like the establishment as her enemy and rightfully so as she should. Goodness gracious. The reality is, like, as the Church of Jesus Christ, we have Alexander the Coppersmiths outside who are seeking to do us much evil. We have the naysayers. We have the folks who are trying to disprove Christianity on so many different levels. Like, we don't need that inside of the church. Mm -hmm. If your church is doing Facebook church, be down with it. Mm -hmm. Be down. And if you feel like there's a better way to go about it, respectfully seek solutions with church leadership. Don't be a consumer who's based in like empty criticism, but man, seek to be a contributor and seek to be an activist and seek to look for solutions versus just pointing out most times artificial problems. Or the problems we already know, (laughs) but but we can't do much about them. What can we do? I think, I think for me, I, um, You know, I, I don't. Do you remember? Well, I mean, they still happen. I'm not going to talk like it happened forever ago. You know those commercials where it's like, do this exercise for 30 minutes a day, and in six weeks you'll have eight pack abs. <laughs> can I? T- can I'm I, still waiting for that eight pack. <laughs> man, can I? Can I tell you a secret? Can I tell you a secret? Can I spoil a bunch of people's days and a whole bunch of people's business at the risk of them like suing me and coming from my neck? That that doesn't work. <laughs> Can I just say that on like mm-hmm. that doesn't that doesn't work. If you if your abs, I'm talking to somebody today. <laughs> if your abs are a product of a 30 minute a day exercise, pl- please call me <laughs> and let me know what that exercise was and I'll show you a liar. Like <laughs> come on man, like a th- uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. a 30 minute a day Exercise did not do that to your body. <laughs> a once a week, 90 minute exercise is not going to get your body right. Woo. A once a day, 
90 minute exercise is not gonna get your body right. I'm dead. Hey, boy, glory. I'm dead. Glory. I'm turning this recording off. <laughs> it's, not, it's not getting you anywhere. So why do we think it's going to work for our spirituality? What are you trying to say, Pastor? Let me get there. Here we go. What I hope, what I hope we remember is that church is so much more than the gathering. And I'm not saying that because the gathering is currently on social media. I'm saying that because the church has always been more than just the gathering. I know, like we've talked about in other episodes, I know in America we love to make it about the event, the, the quantifiable, countable event, but that's not what the church of Jesus Christ is about. The church of Jesus Christ is a living, breathing, moving thing that, that cannot be contained to a particular structure on a Sunday morning. And so my, my hope that our, for our posture is that, A, now that the traditional version of a Sunday morning gathering has been stripped from us, that we begin to spend time in prayer and seek the Lord, asking Him, what other thing do you want me to do? Like, what else can I dive into? What is it that I can do to continue to be a part of the church if this exercise isn't working for you anymore? Or for whatever reason, you can't do it. Like, what else can you do? The answer is to not just sit out. And the reason that I place such an emphasis on that is because of this. Is because, I'm going to flip back to the positive side of Facebook church. The people who probably would never show up to your church on a Sunday morning would probably never come to the Bible study you continuously invite them to. But f- for some reason, one time by happenstance, maybe out of boredom, on a Sunday morning clicked into your service, please, for the love of Jesus Christ... Show our brothers and sisters that church is more than just this life. Mm-hmm. Like, please show them that. Please show them that church is different than, than another group or another page or another mm-hmm. business with some opinions. The last thing we need in 2021 is another business with an opinion. Mm. Please help us show people that church is more than just this online service. And I think that when people realize that, that's when lives can truly, truly be transformed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's my, that's my prayer and that's my, that's my posture. Like, I'm with you, man. Like, I'm tired of it too. I'm tired of it too. But to say that, that God is not still doing something or God is is not still going to use it, or God is not building into some building towards something greater than what we already know. Like, please, Lord, do not let me be the person who buried the talent. Mm. Like, please, yeah. Lord, do not let me be the person that because a global pandemic hit and I couldn't get my coffee and Sunday morning on, that I sat on my hands for twelve plus months, waiting, waiting for my preacher to open the doors again. Please don't let me be that person. Amen. Bless up.